On today's show, it's the Locked On Mavs Dallas Mavericks schedule release prediction extravaganza. Just kidding. We're going to talk about why the Mavericks only released 80 games today and if the Mavericks have any schedule advantages on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, which game are you most looking forward to on the Mavericks schedule? If you want to support the show, text us. Get text alerts from us on Mavs rumors and more. Subscribe to the subtext. Uh, click the link in the description below or text the number. We sent out our bonus show with, you know, on the, the Boomers team, the Australian national team, Josh Green, Dante Exum and all that today. Support the show there. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the prediction princess, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? One of my favorite, favorite days of the year, <laughs> the schedule release. It's it's the day that, I mean, a tradition like any other. The less predict games in March, uh, you know, less, less predict games in February. My, my favorite media content right now <laughs> is... You know, looking at, dude, I, th- I think the Mavs might go, they might go 13 and six, you know, in, in this stretch there in February and March. And it, what, what are we, what are we doing? Like, I, I even go a step, I even go a step further and say the strength of schedule stuff is a little, is a little yeah, like, I mentioned that in our, in our pre, our pre-show meeting and you were like, oh, we don't know anything. Like, oh, okay. Because because like you look at st- like last year, who would predict the Kings are going to be, you know, one of the best teams in the Western Conference? So where like before the season, you're probably looking at that Kings game, and like all right, sweet, got the Kings there, uh, got this team there, there, and it's like all right, and you know, kind of vice versa. If you think it's you know the stretch of a season is going to be super hard, and it's a team like once they get playing, then they you know if that team starts sucking, and you're like, okay, well that. You know, four months ago, I thought that Golden State game was going to be good, but now they're not good this year or something. So, I had the Kings as the tenth seed before last season, and you did not have them making the top ten. So, yeah, so I would have viewed our, that as like bets. a pretty good game, you know, for the Mavericks on the schedule. <laughs> we'll talk about the schedule. We'll talk about why the Mavericks only released eighty games, which is is wild to just <laughs> to just hear that because they're supposed to be eighty two and explain why that is because of the in-season tournament. And we'll talk about anything else notable in the schedule that we saw, the back-to-backs, this this travel, the um, hard stretches, easy stretches with, you know, road games, home games, all that kind of stuff. Anything else we find notable in that. So uh, let's start with the strength of schedule can, that, can, you don't, that you don't believe. Oh, go ahead. What you got? Can, can I ask you this question? I saw this question on Twitter today or X. And it was circular. I think it was Caitlin Cooper who covers the Pacers, but yeah. she uh, she tweeted out and was like, "When you when you first see the schedule, what's the first thing you look for? 
whether you're a fan or you know media or whatever it is, I think we all look at something different. What's the first thing you look at? First thing I look for is uh, the back-to-backs. Hmm. Maps have 13 back-to-backs. It's the lowest in the NBA. There are 10 teams with 13, 11 teams with 14, and 9 teams with 15 back-to-backs. So it's not too much lower, but only 13 back-to-backs, which is good. They've got three in November, four in December, one in January, two in February, two in March. So that December with four back-to-backs, that's pretty tough. That's what I usually look at. Yeah, for me, I, I like selfishly look immediately at the games after Christmas because I typically always go and visit family back home like the day after Christmas. And I'm yeah. like, dang it, what home games are am I going to miss? Uh, but <laughs> this year, it's not that it's not that bad of a stretch because they have a lot of away games, which is my favorite after Christmas. Uh, but but on a coverage standpoint, I always look at the end of the season and just because there's a lot of stuff like you're they're typically trying really hard to do this sounds cliche now that i'm saying it one of two things win or lose <laughs> and it's not uh, cliche because, it's true <laughs> you're either trying to win, you know win really hard times <laughs> yeah you're trying to win really hard uh because you want to move up in the standings and, and you know secure a spot or you're trying to lose really hard uh to keep a draft pick and I, that was one of the first too. Yeah, well, here's the point to that. If they're losing at the end of this season trying to get a draft pick, might be a little difficult. Three out of the last five games of the season are against Detroit, Charlotte, and Houston. So, and once again, those one of or a couple of those teams could be really good this year. Detroit could take a big step or whatever it is. But if they're similar to last year and those teams are going for, you know, a top pick in the draft, then three out of the last five games there could be, you know, easier games to win. If you're Dallas, if they're, if they suck looking at the end of the season is interesting. Looking at the beginning of the season, it seems like a lot of people are pointing to that. Uh, if we just go with what we think one of the easiest stretches for the Mavericks is just looking off the beginning. I think the beginning of the season is, is fairly easy for them uh, compare comparatively to the, to the rest of it. Start with San Antonio. Then you get Brooklyn. Then you get Memphis without John Morant. Chicago, all four of those teams are, you know, they're not contenders. Then Denver at Denver. That's a tough one. Then Charlotte, Orlando, Toronto. Those, those teams are, you know, middle of the pack probably too, but you don't have any back-to-backs in there and there's not, or you have one back-to-back in there, Charlotte and Orlando. And, um, and yeah, so I, I think the beginning of the season is a fairly easy stretch for them. Here's the thing I don't like about the beginning of the season is 10 out of the first 16 games yeah, if you stretch it. to start to start the season uh, are away games. And this is coming off of a huge international trip. And that's just a lot of on the road. That's a lot of international travel. We know the big trip they're taking in the preseason coming back. I think, I think I could be wrong. I think they're only playing like one preseason game um, here in the States. And then bam, season starts and 10 out of your first 16 on the road. Like you, you only have two games out of those games that are, you know, home games. So that's just a lot, a lot of travel for the team. The NBA is doing pretty good with those though, that you play, they play those two games in Abu Dhabi against the Timberwolves, October 5th and 7th. Then you get two weeks basically. Yeah, and that's week one. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, you, there's two weeks. You think that there's one more preseason game in there. I, I don't know how many are, are going to be in there. I haven't heard anything on that. But I think there's four total. I think one's back here. But And so, yeah, there, so there's two games in Abu Dhabi. Maybe there's two more that are not <laughs> not there, but you fit those in those two weeks. And then you get three three other days to start the third week. And then they play in San Antonio Wednesday the 25th. So you, you got a pretty decent amount of time between – those two Abu Dhabi games and then your actual first game of the season. So yeah, well, you got the Madrid game the the after the Abu Dhabi game. Oh, that's right. In, that's right. In that next that next week, um, and then you know them coming back. So you know it's it's roughly I think it's a ten to twelve day trip uh, somewhere through there. But either way, it's a big international trip. Uh, yeah, and it is. then you come back and then you're on the you know you're on the road a decent amount to start the season. So. Um, I, I tend to look at travel a lot more than I do opponents when I start looking at stuff. Um, like I look at, you know, sometimes we talk about schedule losses. Y'all might, you know, some of the listeners might be hearing, hear us say that sometimes during the season, yep. you know, they, they lose a game or like, Oh, that's a schedule loss. I look at one in, in March, March 1st at Boston. That's their, that's their fourth game in six days mm. and their fourth in a fourth in a row on the road. Like they start that Sunday in Indiana, off on Monday, play on Tuesday and Wednesday in Cleveland, in Toronto, off day on Friday, I mean on Thursday, then play at Boston on Friday. That that game's on ESPN. I'm just I'm telling you right now, I'm marking that as uh, as an L, <laughs> uh, because you know your fourth game in in six days, fourth game on the, that last game of the road trip. That's what I would call a schedule loss. Schedule loss. Do the Mavericks have any advantages, though? Let's talk about those, and then let's also get into the uh, some notable games that we're interested in, in seeing and things like that. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with all kinds of props, odds, lines, things to bet on all throughout the season. They've got NFL right now. If you put a bet on a team to win the Super Bowl, you could win bonus bets every time they win in the regular season as well. So go check out all the odds. For NFL, we might as well we might as well do the Super Bowl one. Odds to win the Super Bowl: Dallas Cowboys plus thirteen hundred on that one. They're okay. behind the 49ers, the Bengals, Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. So there's only five teams ahead of the Cowboys. If you're looking at that's that. it. That's the only that's the only teams ahead of them right now. Dang, Cowboys going to the shit. <laughs> and so you can bet on them. You'll get credit all throughout the uh, the. You know, the regular season, if they win games as well, go check it out. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get your bonus bets. Go check it out. They have all kinds of other stuff as well. NBA, NFL, all kinds of sports. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. My first shot, my first play. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being an everydayer. We're talking about the schedule today. If you didn't listen to my post game after the uh, Australia versus the South Sudan game, go check that out. I put that in the feed wherever you're listening, watching this. Josh Green made his debut. Thought he looked pretty good. He's got a couple things to, to you know to clean up. He's getting back in rhythm and all that. So uh, listen to that as well as Dante Exum. He played in that game as well. And <sighs> former future Mav Matisse Thibel hit five threes today. So sheesh. It made me sad. <laughs> it just did. We could be talking about three Aussies on the Dallas Mavericks team, and that we're only talking about two. But it's pretty crazy. Uh, any advantages if you're looking through 
through the Mavericks schedule. They're 16th in the NBA in miles traveled. They're going to travel 41,000 miles. 41,739 miles total. That's 16th in the NBA. The Clippers are traveling 50,600 miles. That's the most. And the Pacers are traveling the least. That's their 33,000 miles. So 8,000 miles less traveling for the Pacers because they're in the Midwest and close to all those I was going to say, it has to be a team in the Midwest. Usually about that. Um, so they're right in the middle of the pack in that. Like I said, they have the least amount of back-to-backs comparatively to everybody else. Um, one of the things I look at that's interesting is rest advantage. Positive residuals has this stat where how many games do you play where you have a rest advantage, where you rest for more games mm-hmm. than the team that you're playing against. The Mavericks have nine rest advantage games and 10 rest disadvantage games. So that's not super great. They're 20th in the NBA in total rest advantage games with nine. The Celtics have 16. 16 times the Celtics have more rest going into a game than another team. You mentioned one of them wow. with, with the, you know, the Mavs playing that tough stretch right before they play the, the Celtics on ESPN. The Kings and the Wolves have 15. A couple others have 14, but the Mavs only have nine of those. But well, they've got 10 rest disadvantage games. That's 18th. Orlando is, has the most with 13. So they, they're pretty high up in the amount of rest disadvantage games. So, again, an, another sure. disadvantage for the Mavericks in this schedule. But it's all it all kind of is right in the middle of the pack. Like every stat, everything that you look at with a schedule, they're all kind of right in the middle. Yeah, yeah let's look at some of the positive stuff. You know, I mentioned at the end of the season, if the Mavericks are really going for a certain you know seeding spot, then – you know, can't predict how good those teams are, but you know, the Houston, Charlotte, Detroit, uh, I don't think they're going to be the best team in the league. So if they suck again, that's, that's a pretty good thing for them. You look at the month of January, um, you know, you look at January coming out of Christmas and you know, they only have five road games in the whole month of January. They have this home stretch to where they play was seven games in a row uh, at, at home from Basically, January 3rd to the 15th, the middle the, of the month. The start Couple- of 2024 is very good if you like to go to Dallas Mavericks home games. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and then they, you know, they head over to California for, you know, a short little trip over there for the Lakers and Warriors. And then they're back again uh, for a little homestand with a couple little random away games. But that's the month that, you know, you really want to hone in on your home record there and take care of business at home and, you know, get back, get back on track. If you, you know, kind of went in the hole a little bit to start the season and maybe you have a little, little jet lag going into the season and all of that, you got to try to make it up in that, that home stretch there. Uh, also they play Phoenix coming out of the all-star break yeah. so that, you know, you would assume that Dallas and Phoenix both will probably have a couple all-stars there, but you know, you get to play Phoenix somewhat rested, you know, even you know, Luca and KD and all of them, the, they'll at least get a couple days there to have some vacation. But just, you know, I'm much rather play Phoenix on some rest than Phoenix on a fourth and fifth five nights or something. Let's talk about why they only released 80 games today, because I think that could be mm. confusing for some people. They did only release 80. They're supposed to be 82 games. They will play 82 games, at least 82 games. They may play a couple more because of this new in-season tournament. We already knew before when the Mavericks tournament games were, um, against Denver, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Rockets. Those are on Tuesdays and Fridays in November, basically. They're littered throughout there, but they only play four group games. And then whoever has the best record of those, I think they take eight teams from across all those groups to go into the knockout round. Now, that starts 
at the beginning of December, December 4th, is when the knockout rounds start for those teams that won the most games in their group stage. The other teams, there's 22 teams that are just kind of hanging out. What do you do? It looks like there's an eight-day eight stretch where they don't play any games. But what, what's going to happen is those teams, those 22 teams, will play two games, one of them on the um, on the 6th, that's a Wednesday, one of them on the 9th, or one of them on the, the 8th, that's a Friday. So they'll play like right in the middle there. And only teams that are not in the in-season tournament will be playing on those days, which I kind of find interesting. They have two days of knockout rounds, a day of the losers that didn't make it there, and they, you know, the another tournament game, the game of the, the day of losers playing, and then the championship. So that stretch from like the beginning of December with this in-season tournament is going to be interesting. So the Mavericks will play one home game and one away game during that stretch on December 6th and 8th if they don't make it through to the actual in-season tournament. But if they do, they'll be in Vegas. <laughs> competing for that that ribbon do you want them to get there no i don't No, at all no just let's just like wait it out year one like let's let another team take home that banner let's see another team celebrate it how they celebrate it how they set the tone how the fan base is what the organization does i just i don't know if i just i don't want to be that team i don't want to be the laughing stock of it right now first like let's 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 let another team embark on that journey. Hard disagree. Don't care. Just go for it. Wait, you really want it? Go for it. Why not? Are you gonna get a ring? <laughs> you gonna working? buy a shirt? You gonna buy a shirt for it? Of the two of us, who works for the team that could possibly get a ring if they if they do that? I'm just casually I was like, hey, I got my in season <laughs> ring here, you know. So heavy. <laughs> it's the table. Are you are you are you buying any merch of the, if they win it? Oh, in the in-season tournament, like shirt or the banner, no. like you know how they sell the championship banners, the like the replica ones that you can buy. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing in the way. You're you're really worried about the the backlash, like the Twitter reaction to the team that wins it because they'll be hoisting the trophy. Adam Silver will come out and hand it to him. It'll seem like this whole big thing, and you just don't want to be that team. To me, I think there could be no. benefit of a team getting some momentum, especially a team that needs some wins. Like this Mavericks team needs some yeah. wins. I'm not just talking about regular season w's versus l's i'm talking about a win in morale where this team starts to believe in themselves and i think there's a team that could make a turnaround if they get not not win it necessarily maybe but just get far like win a couple of games in there they're putting situations you put josh green in a couple of playoff games that he hasn't played in in a while like that could be really beneficial for you later on down the road it might make lucas stay long term you just think that it's pointless like you just no i don't think it's point no no no, oh no 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 it's not it's not the play-in the play-in i'm anti but i I still cannot believe you're holding on to that one oh i'll hold on to that one the the mid-season i think it's like it it's fun sure i I, i'm so how do you have the the the, it's just fun for the in-season tournament but the the play-in which has been proven now several years in a row to be good you're like oh it's the worst you really want to have that argument of why I no, think it's the worst right now? No, I don't. Coming up, let's talk about uh, the hardest and easiest stretches for the Mavericks. Let's talk about the most notable games that we're talking that we're interested in, and let's pick our our favorite game. Let's say you had to go to one game this this off season Ooh. or this season. Let's talk about that coming up. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show. Tomorrow, no show. But we'll continue to follow Australia and Slovenia as they go through FIBA. That starts next week. So we'll be doing actual Lockdown Mavs episodes on those games. I want to do Australia. I haven't talked to you about this. I want to do Australia as well because I think they're, oh, they're awesome. They've, 
and they play on separate days. So they play on, on, on opposite days of Slovenia, which is good. Go Boomers. Oh, having Locked On Boomers and Locked On Slovenia is great. I love having both. Also, the Boomers are really fun to watch. Josh Giddy on that team, Patty Mills. You've got Ingles. Thibel. Ingles didn't play today, but yeah, Ingles. Uh, Jock Landell twisted his ankle today, so he's not playing, which stinks. But, uh, but having like Exum, Josh Green, uh, and Giddy just passing and just throwing passes Dyson, all over Dyson the place, Daniels. it's pretty fun. Dyson Daniels, too. Uh, that's pretty fun. National TV games. The Mavericks play 19 national TV games. They're tied for seventh with the most. This is non-NBA TV, by the way. If you see the stat. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's 28. but No, if you see the stat that says NBA TV games, I, I don't care. That's not national TV to me. Whoa. You keep your same Taylor? announcers. Like this, like the Mavericks announcers will be on it. It's not, you're, it's not a national TV. It's not different. It's not on basic cable. How do you love the in-season tournament but hate NBA TV? <laughs> <laughs> how can you make that that correlation and not make the <laughs> uh, but they play so this is not nba tv they played 19 of those so that's espn tnt abc and all that uh here are teams that play more than them the warriors play 28 if you got nba tv i think the warriors play 41 national tv games that's half, half, their half their schedule the lakers have 27 celtics have 25 Suns have 25, Denver has 21, Knicks have 21. Are you upset about any of those teams that have more game, national TV games than the Mavs? Not at all. Nope. Here are teams that have less. Sixers have 18. They'll be pretty interesting this year. Uh, the Clippers only have 12. Mavericks have 19. They're, they're on way more than that because mm. I don't think you can trust the Clippers to actually have guys yeah. to play. Here's one that kind of surprised me. The Hawks. The Hawks only have five national TV games. The Mavs have 19. Yeah, I don't know really who's tuning in to watch the Hawks right now, but the the Mavericks should be right up there, one of, you know, one of the most popular teams in the league. They have two of the most popular players in the entire NBA. One of the NBA TV games the Mavs play technically against the, or the Hawks play is against the Mavs, which is called Rivals Week. Are we down for the Hawks and the Mavs being the game that the Maver that the Mavericks get to play in Rivals Week, quote unquote? What? Yep. Why? I mean, I'd say there's like five other teams that would be. Name them. Suns, Clippers. Definitely. definitely. The two Texas teams. Like, I would almost lean towards the two Texas teams more than the Suns and Clippers of just for the history aspect alone. Like, I would I almost get it if it was like Rockets, you know, Mavs, Rivalry Week. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it, even though there hadn't been recent history in that. So that's one of them. The Mavericks do so the the rivals week. They the Mavs do play the Suns earlier in that week, so they get two games in this rivals. Oh, okay, but okay. it's Mavs Suns, Mavs Hawks. But it's one of the games in the rivals week, which I found interesting. Here are the other ones: Knicks, Nets, Lakers, Clippers, Thunder, Spurs. They're reaching. Chet, They're reaching. Chet, at this Chet point. Wemby. Like okay, that's not really a rival though. That's just like a fun young matchup. Celtics Heat. That one's pretty good. Kings Warriors, that one's good after the, their playoff series this year. Blazers Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot Wemby. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Heat Knicks. That was all right. At least they played each other in the playoffs. Like Sixers Nuggets. You get the Embiid Jokic matchup. Yeah. And then Lakers Warriors. Those are the rivals. I mean, sure. We don't have any like we don't have a ton of like really hardcore NBA rivals anymore though. But 
Um, let's talk about some – what's the – so the easiest stretches, do we think? I think start of the season you're looking at. You don't play a ton of really tough teams. In that, San Antonio, Brooklyn, Memphis without jaw, the Bulls. You do play the Nuggets. Charlotte, Orlando, Toronto. I think that's to start the season. You only have one back-to-back in that. That's a pretty easy stretch to me. Any others stand out to you? I mean, it. yeah. I mean, if we're trying to project, I mean, that stretch at the beginning of the year, you're um, at Utah, then Portland, Portland, Minnesota, Memphis. I mean, jaw will be back, but is he fully jaw? Start that, of the actual the calendar year, so like beginning yeah. of January, you, you mentioned there's seven straight home games in that one. That one I had as well. No back-to-backs in that either. Seven straight home games, no back-to-backs. That's an easy stretch, no matter who you're really playing. Yeah. And then, I mean, to end the, end the season, even if you want to go you know, further into the – you know, past the last five games of the season, Houston, Golden State's hard, but it's like you get Houston twice, Atlanta, Charlotte, Detroit. So – that's kind of can I do an opposite that's not like easy, but I think it's just like funny to note point out. Yeah, you're going in the middle. Think Thanksgiving week here mm. for Dallas. They get two extra days in LA in between the Lakers and Clippers. Oh no. And <laughs> so they play the Lakers on that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh no. And then <laughs> and then they play the Clippers that Saturday. Oh no. So little Thanksgiving celebration there. Uh, got two schedule losses now that we've found on the schedule. And now when they have two days rest, <laughs> um, we got to We got to really hone in on, on, on Luca before the Clippers game A combination of LA and Thanksgiving. Oh boy. Before, before that Saturday oh boy. game. Uh, yeah. Hardest stretches. The Mavericks play, they only play three, four game road trips. So there's no like long road trip stretches either. They play three, four game road trips. Uh, the hardest stretch to me, they play nine games in 15 days in November. Uh, they play Milwaukee, Sheesh. the Clippers, the Kings, the Pelicans twice, Raptors, Orlando, Chicago, uh, or Charlotte, Washington. But that one's a really tough one in the middle of November. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and the, the, um, Late February, first of March, one that I was talking about that little four game road trip. There's a back to back in there, a little difficult. That one's very tough. Uh, some notable, some notable games, real quick. Uh, some reunions or welcome backs, yeah, for Dorian Finney Smith and Jalen Brunson. Dorian comes back pretty quick. It's game two of the season. Home opener, home opener. He's going to get a lot of love. There'll be a lot of people there too for that home opener. Yeah, a lot of excitement in the building. So I'm excited for him. He deserves that. And he should get a lot of fan love. Uh, just but then Brunson, him. just leave him in Dallas when you got when when you're done, Brooklyn. Like, just yeah, fin- just finish the game. Leave him in Dallas. It's fine. Like, we'll pay. We'll pay. Tim, the- can you get on the plane? No. Um, <laughs> and you know, you know, the Knicks game last year that was the crazy game. You know, the Luka game and you know, all that stuff. But Brunson didn't play, so um, that game, you know, for for Brunson, the the eleventh of January. Yep. That hopefully you know Luca and JB's healthy for that game. They still haven't played against each other. I, to I know, maybe in New York, but like you know, Luca didn't play in that Slovenia USA game the other day. Jalen didn't play in Dallas in that in that crazy game. So hopefully, when the Knicks come into town in January, Brunson's playing. They haven't played against each other. They didn't play in the, the away unless game? they played against each other in, in New York. I could be wrong on that. 
They did. But. They played against each other when it was in New York. Okay. So yeah, but not in Dallas. So that'll this that'll be the first time. You mentioned earlier the Suns games, the Suns at Mavs, January twenty fourth and February twenty second. Those are big mm-hmm. ones. Those are those are big ones to look at. Yeah, big okay. games. D- Denver only comes to town one time. If you had to pick one game, let's say you can go to one game because they are stupid expensive. If you can go to one Mavericks home game this year, what are you going to? Uh, I'm going to that Phoenix game coming out of the All-Star break. Mm. Uh, it There's no – you're almost locked for no, uh, like, a scheduled rest, right? <laughs> like, they're all – everybody should be playing. Yeah. And then just the – I mean, just the stars in the game and, and all of that stuff, the rivalry – all of that. So I'd pick that one. I'd like, I really do want to be there for, for Brunson's, you know, first game. That's there, a great one too. Um, in January, but, and, and honestly, like there's not many play. I mean, we do this every year because we're always dying you know, to see the rookies and seeing them in person. We always talk gonna about, be my oh, game. yeah, are they smaller or taller than normal? But yeah, I mean, I, I think Wimby's going to be first, you know, must see, he comes to town for everybody this year. I think media and fans and everything. He for comes sure. to town to your city. You, you almost really need to be there to see him in person. That was going to be my game. December 23rd, home against San Antonio. So that's right before Christmas. You got your family here in Dallas. You go to that You go to that game. And then you got Christmas Eve the next day. Christmas after that against the, the Suns away. Like, that's, just a, that's just a nice stretch of life right there if you've got family and are in Dallas. So. <laughs> nice stretch of life. <laughs> that would be. Go see Wembenyama against Luka. Hey fam, I, I know y'all are in for Christmas, but I gotta go see Wimby. So y'all hang Hopefully out. Hopefully your here. family would want to go with you. That that's that's my hope. My parents would want to go with me, but Yeah. But we'll see. There you go. Let us know in the comment section which game are you most looking forward to. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. If y'all want to schedule prediction, just shoot us on subtext and I'll give you the exact <laughs> amount of games the Mavericks will win. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>